0: hello and welcome to grocery guru this is episode 39 and we are here with that grocery guru andrew how are you morning darren yes very good thank you so this week we're going to talk about the introduction into the uk of the russian supermarkets now i've got some information here but i probably haven't got the experience you've got what's your recollection of russian supermarkets coming to britain well, they haven't, <laughs> so this is, um, yeah, this is, this is
1: really interesting, actually, you know, um, uh, they're called Mia, um, and they, they want to open 30 stores in the next year, in, sorry, 300 stores in the UK in the next um, year, and the first one is opening um, towards the end of
0: this month. Yes. Um, now, I do remember when discounters came before, you probably do, you were at Tesco, what's your recollection of that?
1: Yeah, well, this, this is the interesting thing, because I can remember, you know, being at Tesco, the first Aldi opened, and we'd, we'd already see I'd already seen Aldis in Germany. And I've still got this vivid recollection of going into an Aldi in Germany. And in the chiller cabinet, the deli cabinet, there was a rusty knife hanging from a string, and people were cutting their own lengths of salami. I mean, I'd never seen anything so unhygienic in my life. And so, the minute we found out that the first Aldi was opening, we thought, there's no way British shoppers are going to be, you know, picking knives up out of cabinets and cutting their own lengths of salami and sausage, and they won't shop in those sorts of conditions. And then, of course, well, you know, everybody knows the history. Um, Aldi and Little landed, um, touched, uh, just touch something within the the British psyche for a quality bargain. And I think quality is the important thing. Um, A quality bargain and, you know, um, together now got a share bigger than uh, Asda and Sainsbury's.
0: And I've got something similar. My recollection as a very junior buyer in, I think it was the early nineties, was there was a guy called Tom Viner, who I think was probably CEO at the time. Uh, his initials were RTV, which I never quite understood. And then I realized his first name was Rudolph, but no one was allowed to call him Rudolph because they started doing red nose jokes. Anyway, so Tom was at a conference at the front and he was saying he read out this clip from a newspaper that said the discounters are coming. And his point was, we went, yeah, that's bad, Tom. He went, no, this was written in 1902. He was trying to say to us that it comes every few years. It's cyclical that the discount has come and not to worry. But actually, I think he was wrong because to your point, they've got a hell of a market share.
1: Yeah, but I think this, my take is that um, this is actually really good news for the likes of Tesco and Sainsbury's. Okay. because it's going to give Albion Little one major pain in the what's it to have to sort out. So this this Mia group, um, they're planning to undercut Little, Little and Aldi by 20 to 30%. Yeah. I, I mean, that is cheap. That is cheap as chips. Yeah. yeah. But when you look at the pictures of the stores, and you know, anybody that's interested should have a look at. There's an article of the, the Leipzig store that uh, Mia recently opened. I mean, their model is, is quite interesting. All the stores are leased yeah. um, on the cheapest possible uh, you know, buildings. Um, that they can find as long as it's near a main a main road. But the, the, the most interesting thing about the model is suppliers own the stock until it's sold to a customer. Oh. So suppliers deliver direct to store, the stock remains theirs until it goes through the till. Wow. So the supplier, basically, the suppliers are responsible for total inventory.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That is a very different model. We don't have that in the UK with any of our supermarkets, do we? Not that I know of, no. I mean, obviously, you know, I suppose you
1: could argue that, you know, the, the retailers are quite good at extending their credit terms and not paying suppliers for 35, 42 days. So technically the stock is still the, the suppliers. But no, this goes one whole step forward. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it most of the stuff, most of the food is is well it's all delivered on pallets and it's sold off pallets still in a shrink wrap um, to save on refrigeration costs there's only one refrigerator and it's a room so that you go into a very cold room to pick up your yogurt and your milk and whatever um, again I've seen that you know I've seen those operating in, in Europe and in in Russia and I'm not sure. I, I think it, it will give Aldi and Little something to think about it, because anything that cheap is going to corner a part of the market. Yes. And, you know, you only have to go around the UK post-pandemic. And there's, whatever the government's levelling up agenda is, if, any, if anybody actually understands what, what that means, there's some serious areas of regulation um, around the country. Um, and I think if this mere group targets those towns you know the, the, the really marginalised coastal towns and some of the old industrial towns in the, the north and the Midlands and maybe the southwestern Wales um, they will they will get a market um, but it'll be solely, at the ex- I think solely at the expense of Aldi and Lidl I, don't, I can't see shoppers migrating from a Tesco and a Sainsbury's to that sort of Super basic environment.
0: Mm, Okay, that's interesting. Let me just share for anyone who hasn't got an understanding of the Russian market just for a moment. So I've got here that the Russian market is made up of predominantly eight supermarkets. Now the biggest one is the X5 Retail Group that has 12.8%. So let's call it 13%. And then Magnet, the one, the next one, 8.8%, then DKRB was 6.6. So we've got about eight players with X5 being the biggest. Now, X5, I haven't realized this the size of X5, they have a revenue of 28 billion. So we're yeah. talking about a very big player here with an operating income of 1.5 billion and nearly 350,000 employees.
1: Yeah, but I think this this, this mere group is interesting because obviously they are, you yeah, know, they're, they're Siberian. Um, you know uh, which is you know Ru- russia in the refrigerator um it's not like it's moscow or st petersburg um yeah you know, this, is, this is a siberian retailer and you know we should probably um uh, steer away from any cult- cultural um uh, humor but when you look at their corporate website i mean it is very compared to meerkat um, you know, the, 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 it's been translated from the Russian and it doesn't quite translate to perfect English and it, it's, well, I had a bit of a giggle but I probably shouldn't be allowed to say that um, but look, you know, they clearly operate on zero cost I mean, each of the stores is going only going to have eight members of staff three wow. filling the store, three filling the store and four on checkouts um, completely stripped down um, but you know they're operating all across Eastern Europe um, and they're now in Germany Yeah, and you know they obviously see the UK as an opportunity, I think the first store is Preston, that's right um,
0: and do you think that this is the start of other supermarket brands coming over trying their hand in the UK market
1: we'll wait and see um, so I yeah, you know, I, I, I do think back to, you know, as we said right at the start of this and Aldi coming and everybody fobbed them off. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to work, hard discount isn't right for the UK and, you know, we now eat our words 15, odd, 15 20 years later. Yeah. Um, so never say never. Um, if they're determined enough and the model is sufficiently different, it's not like they're using a standard retail model and just hacking prices because anybody can do that and become massively unprofitable. With the process yeah but you know if they've got a model where you know that they're effectively holding no stock um and you know there's no customer service there's they they, they make a point a bit almost Ryanairish there is no customer service number desk or email <laughs> you want
0: to you want to complain tough um, <laughs> Let me just share a little bit more about these X5 guys, because they're the ones I think we really need to be worried about. And I'll tell you why. So I'm looking here, and they have now launched Pay With A Glance Biometrics at the checkout. It's just unbelievable. Now, what comes across from X5 is they are hugely innovative. 15,000 stores, okay, a lot of stores, of course. They seem to turn around their business in 2015 and became the market leader and are on a trajectory to absolutely dominate like Tesco. So that's really, really good. And then we talked about the subleasing here. These guys are doing it. I think it's what happened in 2015 that really turned these guys around. But the bit that really impressed me is they sort of held a a Russian version of Dragon's Den. And they invited a lot of um, small businesses to come along, 800 startups. And they've started working with a whole bunch on new innovations that no one's ever seen before so it's a little bit like tesco's red door yeah i think these guys are ahead they actually started it three years ago yeah this is a very respected innovative business
1: yeah but um you know having having worked in or visited russia a few times over the last 10 years it it is um it's still i don't know it, well, certainly when I visited it, it was at least 20 years behind the UK. So, you know, it's, it's still sort of almost virgin territory for um, retail. Right. So, you know, any, anybody that's a good player, such as, obviously, time, I think they will make hay for quite a long time. It's a very different game trying to get into a market like the UK if, if you're operating on the same principle model as effectively the world best in class leaders.
0: Yeah, again, um, and what you said is they're bringing in a different model, which might take its market share and it might take it from Aldi and Lidl. So, if we roll forward five years, do you think Aldi and Lidl, what they've lost a couple of points between them to Russian supermarkets, like me?
1: No, I, I think um, yeah, yeah, they, they'll probably have 150 stores, 200 stores, right. um, but they'll they'll just steal it away from you know. Uh, corner shops market stalls um freezer shops there's still lots of those sort of you know our version of hard discounters yeah um, I think they'll probably steal them from them because you know the the business model the business model gives them an advantage over those more traditionally run hard discount stores
0: okay um, so So some of those freezer centres that we've seen, like um, Iceland have a big freezer centre, I've forgotten the format, and farm foods, they might be stealing from those.
1: Yeah, there's farm foods, there's a whole raft of small, semi-independent, you know, quasi-hard discounters. And then you've, you've got, you know, you've got market stores, you've got, you know, the vans that drive around offering cheap meat and vegetables and frozen stuff. I can see them stealing that, whether it's enough for them to show on kantar as a serious player i'll 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 put my money on the line and say no i don't think i don't think i'll have more than one percent share i i I think i'll have less than one share in five years okay okay all right fair
0: enough fair enough okay so we're talking about russian supermarkets we've got the big one x5 followed by magnet and dkrb they're entering the uk market our grocery guru thinks they'll have less than one percent um we'll wait and see Andrew what's our take in five years what's our takeaway before we leave you
1: well as I said um whilst I've just made the prediction of you know this mere group having less than one percent share in five years time it is worth you know keeping an eye on them I think have a have a look at their website you know if you're anywhere near Preston um in the next few weeks I think it would be fun to pop in and see what it's like um Because if I'm wrong, then you do need to take, you know, you will need to take notice of them.
0: All right. Andrew, we'll let you get back to your Friday. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Take
1: care. Bye.